welcome to HubShot's episode 135. We have some inbound thoughts about HubSpot video, HubSpot bot tips, gotchas, and everything inbound 18. We hope you enjoy the podcast as much as HubSpot CEO Brian Halligan does. Thanks for creating this podcast. It's awesome. I listen to it on the weekends and I really enjoy it. My name is Ian Jacob from Search and Be Found and with me is my co-host Craig Bailey from Zen Systems. How are you, Craig? Really good. And man, so much stuff to get through in this episode. You've been giving me some highlights. You went to Inbound, I didn't. But I feel like I was there just from some of the stuff you've been telling me. What we're going to do is we're not going to try and cover the entire Inbound and all the product announcements in this show. We'll just pick off one each show. For yes. the next couple of weeks. So start with one of the keynotes that you saw in your inbound thought of the week. Yes. And so this is the keynote that was on the Wednesday morning. So the first official day of inbound. It was from Beth Comstock and she was the former vice chair of GE. And I actually, to be honest, didn't know what to expect of her. But as she started and she started speaking, there was some absolute gems and gold. And then at the end... We found out she's got a book coming out, which I've actually ordered it. So (laughs) I'm going to read it and you're going to read it after I read it. But I wanted to share with you some of the six interesting points from a keynote, right? And she talked about the machine mind has caused an imagination gap. And what she was saying was with all of the things that we have, you know, all of these machines, AI, phones and computers and stuff, we've actually stopped imagining what's possible And she was actually saying that we actually need to start imagining and closing that gap. And she says, how do we overcome that gap is to give yourself permission to actually think and imagine what is possible. So let's unpack that permission piece because uh, this was fascinating when you're telling me about this before. Yeah. And she used an example of when you're in school, for example, you got a permission slip to go on an excursion or to go and do something special. Right. And that was kind of like the key to doing that activity and she said as adults we've kind of been trained and so she had this thing on the screen where basically said here's the permission slip and she goes I actually write myself permission slips to exercise my imagination I thought gee that's really good because I know both you and myself we've really actually gone on this journey about every morning you know sitting down without touching our phones writing what we want to achieve being thankful for something during the day and just doing some writing and thinking about what we're learning so that we can actually have that imagination space in our day. I totally agree. And I can really relate to this in terms of thinking and just giving yourself thinking time because it sounds like a luxury or you're just slacking off, but taking time out to think, just really think through things is really hard to do because you feel like, oh, I'm wasting time. So I really like that sense of, yeah, give yourself permission to do it because it's something that's lacking. Yeah. And so I'm going to read from you. She talked a lot about change and how this is key to change. And she, one of her slides, it says change happens when you give yourself permission to imagine a better future and then you make it happen. So it starts with that whole idea of thinking to make it happen. So I thought that was really good. Another great thing I picked up from her keynote was when getting feedback is asked this question, tell me something I don't want to hear. Yes, I like that. And it's going to be uncomfortable, right? When you ask people that question, you're actually giving them the permission to tell you something that you don't want to hear. 
and opening that door. I think that's a really good approach. You know how, um, did you ever used to do performance reviews for teams? Yes. And back in the day, like 10 years or so ago, they'd say, oh, you sandwich it. Like you have the, you give them something positive, then you give them the negative feedback, which is really what you want them to hear. And then you give them something positive <laughs> at the end, you sandwich it. And of course, you know, maybe it worked for a few years, but of course people see that coming a mile away Correct. now. And now if you just say, look, Tell me the negative thing or the thing I don't want to. I, I think that's great. And in a sense, it's permission as well, isn't it? That's right. Another point I want to talk about, which is really interesting when she talked about her experience at, you know, co-founding Hulu and launching things in GE was that talking about spending less money on more ideas. So instead of sticking to one thing, try a few different things out and test and see what's working. We often talk about on this show about testing and measuring, and I would probably liken what she was talking about is to to broaden your, what, whatever you're doing and actually see, test many things out at the, at the same time. All right. So when, just so that I understand, when you're saying spend less money on more ideas, it's rather than spend a whole lot of money on one idea, spend less money, maybe the same amount of money in total, but spend less money on a multiple. Correct. Yeah, okay, yeah. great idea. Yeah. She said you will fail, but you will learn, and I think that's that's a real key and to take small, deliberate steps. So I think this ties in with the whole giving yourself permission to, to imagine and then taking the steps, the small steps to change that on a daily basis. I find that really interesting to hear that from someone that's obviously very senior in a massive organisation. Yeah. Because that seems to be different to sometimes you hear people get up and they'll say, oh, no, think big, take massive steps, moonshot thinking, all that kind of stuff. How does that relate to her comment there, take small deliberate steps? Is that really about just breaking down the big parts? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's what it is. And um, and the next thing I want to highlight is that she's actually written a book, which was available at Inbound, but I didn't buy it because I didn't want to carry it back. Right. <laughs> so I ordered it when I got here. So it's going to be released probably around the time this episode goes live. It's titled Imagination Works. Imagine it forward. So it says courage, creativity, and the power to change. So I'd encourage people to actually have a yeah. have a read of that book. Looking forward to reading that one as well. All right. On to our marketing feature of the week, Craig. HubSpot video. Now, this is pretty big at Inbound, and it's something that I think was a surprise to everybody, but I think it's cool. Right. Well, I guess we, I guess we knew it was coming because of the, of the beta program. Yes. But, yeah, it was announced. Look, we're going to call this the marketing feature of the week. But there's so many announcements Correct. from Inbound and you can go to hubspot.com slash new, just see a list of them. And then we're going to be unpacking them on, on the show for probably the next couple of months. Correct. Starting with video this week, because it's such a simple one and such a useful one. That's and it's right. Also our marketing feature and our sales feature. That's of, correct. Of the week. But can I just highlight something? If you go to the humspot.com slash new and then it goes through to the video, yes. it talks about their new video hosting service. And to explain it, they have a video. <laughs> you click the button to pop up the video where they explain it. And that video is hosted on YouTube. I'm not making this up, folks. Do you reckon they put that in as a joke? Like, I, I don't understand why it's not. Oh, maybe, they were, maybe they recorded this before they got the integration working. Right. <laughs> Someone at HubSpot.com needs to be on the beta program. But <laughs> anyway, putting that aside, which is hilarious. So, so just so you know, this hosting is provided by Vidyard, mm. and Vidyard has been an integration in HubSpot for a little while now, mainly in the enterprise space. And what they've done is they've added this in, in, in its basic form into HubSpot. So if you're a marketing professional 
you can host up to 50 videos on there. And if you're on enterprise, I think it's 250. Don't quote me on that number, but that's the hosting essentially. So that's what it enables you to do. And like we said, like when you're embedding it, you essentially have to upload the video like you do an image and then you actually can embed it into a page on a blog post, a page, a landing page, and then it's there to be watched. Now, when you go to find where do I see the statistics for the video, which I stumbled upon during the week, and then I went, then you asked me the question, I'm like, where is that? I remember seeing it, but I couldn't figure it out. It's actually on the page that you embed it is where you'll see the statistics for that video. Yep, that's right. And at the moment, there's no way that you can really do the stats for all your videos. You can't get a list of all your videos and see all the stats, which they may improve over time, but a bit of a limitation. So we've started using this. We're building a new site and we've started actually using the HubSpot videos. Quite nice to use, very, and it's just part of your tools to insert. It takes care of the embedding and it's all responsive and that's really nice. I will say that I think the 50 video limitation well, look, if you're into video a lot, that would put me off. It's because, oh, I've got to keep count and then get rid of a few. Oh, what's if I go over my limit, those kind of things. No, I haven't actually, well, we've got an enterprise board. It's harder to check the limits, but I haven't actually checked what happens when you go over your videos or whether it's going to block you. So I'm not sure what happens there, but I can I see think- why it'd be a barrier for people to say, well, look, I'll just use YouTube. It works. I can have hundreds or thousands of videos and put it in there. Reasons why the native, this new HubSpot video is really compelling is, well, there's two reasons. One is those video stats on the page, which are simpler than, say, a full integration, but HubSpot, very nice. But two, the ease that you can add calls to action and things within the video to be part, just happen on your page. And of course, then just the user experience where they're not at the end, oh, I'll jump off to YouTube or get distracted to go somewhere else. You keep them on the site. So I I think it's really good. That's our feature of the week. You can get started if you've got marketing, professional or enterprise. It's available there. You just start uh, opt-in and you're ready to go. So great feature to kick off our podcast after Inbound. Correct. So, Craig, just so you know, I did see somewhere along the line with Vidyard, when you get to those limits, Mm -hmm. you can actually upgrade. Right. And I think it's actually through Vidyard. Right. To the next level. Yeah. And this is always the case with something for free, right? Correct. Free has its limits. And it's like, oh, so, uh, we'll yes. take it. Thank so, you. Yeah, absolutely. But it's a great start. Now, can I give a bonus marketing? Bonus. HubSpot marketing. Thing. And this is a shout out to Paul Rosham from Lionheart Communications, one of our listeners, great supporter, and he's in the HubShots group. Hey, Paul, big shout out to you. Thanks for that. But he alerted me to this, that, and this was uh, available before Inbound. It's been there for a while. Collected forms now map through, if they can, to the HubSpot default property. So first name, here's an example. Remember we covered this in the show yep. a little while ago. You have first name as a contact property. Now, if you've got a some other systems form on your site or maybe, you know, WordPress native form, it'll be picked up as a collected form, but then it puts it in its own kind of collected forms first name field. And we talked about how frustrating that was a while ago when, oh, which first name should I use? Well, this property mapping, from now on it's live, it'll actually map it through to the HubSpot original first name field. So it's going to save you a whole lot of hassle, stop you having to do those workflows we had in place. And big thank you to Paul for that, for alerting us to that. And, you know, I want to give another shout out to Paul. We put a screenshot here. He sent me a, a DM on Twitter and he said, oh, by the way, you know, there's a problem with your blog. I was like, oh, yikes. No. Thanks for that. 
And yeah, it was something silly I'd done, testing something. So I fixed it and, you know, I said, thanks, Paul. And he's replied and said, yep, happy to watch you back. That's what we should do as partners, even though we're potentially competitors. Yes. Kind of like you and I, Ian. We're competitors in a way, but this is the thing I love about the HubSpot community. That's right. It's not competing with other partners. It's It's about helping one another. About helping one another, yeah. All right, onto HubSpot gotcha of the week, Craig. This is something you discovered while setting up some bots. I've been banging my head on walls with HubSpot bots, right? I've been playing with that for days. I can, I can now call you an expert. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I've got my head around bots. I've pretty much pushed, pushed it to the extreme. Here's a gotcha. I was doing a bot to ask people if they wanted to sign up for blog notification yep. emails. Yeah, I thought that'd be simple. I was testing it, and every time I go through, it wouldn't work. It would crash out. It just crashes the bot and has technical errors. Sorry, I'm experiencing technical errors. Turns out the contact I was testing with had unsubscribed from emails. And so normally if you had a normal subscription form and you tried to subscribe to blog notifications, say, oh, do you realize, you know, you've actually opted out? Would you like to re-opt in? The bot, no, it's not that smart. It just crashes. So there's a bit of a gotcha for you. Uh, Raising it with uh, customer support to get back to the product team because there's no workaround. Basically, that's going to be a bad experience for someone on the site, yeah. That's right. So I guess the question is... There is nothing that you can do to stop it, could you? No, that's right. If someone has... Unsubscribed. Unsubscribed, yeah, they're just going to get that bad experience. However, we will be notified of that. Like, So that bot, which I've got connected through to yeah. our Slack channel, it'll come through to Slack and I'll see that. But, so you'll actually see the person who's Well, you see the whole conversation, yeah. Yeah, okay. But, well, yeah, because I, I've actually got a range of bots that I'm yep. creating. One, if I know who the person, I can okay. recognise them, and so I'll actually have them already. But then two, if I don't know them, I've yep. got another bot that basically says, oh, what's your first name, what's your email? So that'll come through in the in the bot chat sure. thread, and that'll come through to Slack as well. So you can pick it up yep. and hopefully jump in and, you know, rescue the experience, but still a bit of a gotcha. All right, on to our marketing tip of the week, and this is about getting started with bots on your website. Yeah, well, speaking of bots, I won't go through this, but I'll give you the highlights. This is a blog post on the HubSpot blog yep. talking about how they had a marketing qualified lead bot set up so yep. they qualify a visitor before they hand it over yes. to a live agent. Here's the process, because this took me a little while to get my head around. You set up a bot, okay, so the bot logic. Yep. You associate it with a targeted message. Remember, the like the, your normal chats. Now, you might say, well, where's the bot going to show? The bot will show in the targeting that you've set up in the targeted message because you've associated the bot with a targeted message. Okay, so that means when it shows, it's actually going to show the first message from the targeted message and then the first sequence in the bot logic. And then at the end of the bot, you can actually hand off to a live agent. So this is what the way it kind of gets your head in at first. You're kind of thinking, but I'm creating the bot first. But then you're associating it with a targeted message. The targeted message is actually what does the targeting and shows it where it's going to show on the site and the initial message. Yep. And then the bots associated in after that. So that blog post will go through all the details, but hopefully that those few little bullet points of an overview will save you a few hours of working out how it all fits together. Excellent. Now onto our HubSpot sales feature of the week, Craig, and this is using HubSpot video in sales emails. And so this is where they say that you can send video voicemails to stand out or use video to record your screen during a sales call and make education easier and send those videos to prospects as a handy follow-up that they can reference. And if you're wondering whether your video has been watched, it'll be in the contact record and it shows who clicked it and when. 
So that's a bit different in terms of the video reporting that mm. you see in the marketing side. And so on the sales side, this is obviously a one-to-one communication piece. So this is where that's going to come in. So it's interesting, like they've made it on the marketing side and they've made it on the sales side with two very different uses and two different ways of reporting, I guess, what's going on, but still using the same mechanism, essentially. All right. Opinion of the week, Craig. Well, I'm just going to point to a blog post from our friend Justin Thang, where he's talking about blockchain as marketing. Now, you might say, wow, he's managed to pull buzzword and flow over the month into a marketing speak. Well and done, Justin, on buzzword bingo. Yeah, and you'd be right to think that. But yes. the, uh, the thing I love about this post and about Justin, actually, is he's a thinker. And this is a really interesting post talking about yes. the future of marketing and how it might fit together. And he actually, and Matt Barbie, if you're listening, this builds on some of the ideas that Matt's been talking about in his podcast series. And Justin actually says, you know, I'd love to chat with you further, Matt, about this, because this is where blockchain's entering, you know, mm. the kind of the crossover with marketing. Yes. It's all around privacy and identity and having permission to market to people, but people having the power to say who can market to them. So it's a great idea. And Justin fleshes out kind of some of the thinking behind it and how it, you know, challenges about how it'd be implemented. So well worth a, uh, a read and yeah, decentralize all the things. There we go. All right, retirement of the week, Craig. You know, sad face for this one. You I know. know. It used to be great with data we box. Were, that's right. We, we'd have a data box free account and a HubSpot free account, and you'd get website analytics in, in data box. Well, the good times are over. Unfortunately, who, I still haven't got to the bottom of whose fault this is, but data box switched the API they were talking to on HubSpot's end, and whether that's because HubSpot forced them to or whether for whatever reason. Anyway, the... HubSpot new analytics API blocks um, HubSpot free and starter accounts. So uh, retirement of the week. It's uh, very sad, isn't it? It is sad. And the reason I mention it, because we've given Databox shout outs many times. We'd love it. And I mean, we still love it for a lot of our clients, but Correct. there was that nice little piece. Yes. At the starter, you know, That's like exactly that stack right. for the yes. starting out. It was going to be HubSpot free, MailChimp, Databox. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well. No more. All right, resource of the week, Craig. This is a Chrome extension for copying modules between templates. Yeah, I've got a link here. It's a nice little Chrome extension that when you're in the template designer in HubSpot, you can just click a module, copy, go to another module in another template or further down in that template and go paste and pop it in. Really great time saver. At this stage, you can copy between portals if they're both your portals and a free like a template you've created, but yeah. uh, it's blocked if they're purchased templates. So there's no way that you can kind of okay. get around it and copy, you know, templates that yeah. you purchase from one to another, which yeah. is good because yeah. you wouldn't want that to happen. But yeah, great little tool. All right. And I've got a bonus. It's a Chrome extension called Facebook Pixel Helper. This will help you troubleshoot and validate the pixel implementation of Facebook. So I've actually realized I had this for a while, but it got mentioned while I was at Inbound a session from one of the Facebook reps because they said tracking is important and how we track stuff. So it's a great tool to use. So have a look at that. Cool. And, you know, while we're um, talking about great little resources, a, a big uh, shout out to another Australian, another Aussie, by the way, down in Melbourne. Michael. Michael Carniato from, oh, I hope I've pronounced that properly, uh, from Digital Sanctum. Now, he has a script. You know, if you use um, the meetings uh, widget, yep. so HubSpot meetings, that puts a widget you can put on your site and people can book a time in your calendar. Yeah. 
Now, when they press submit, it just stays there and says, thanks, um, you'll get an email from us. Yeah. What Michael's done is written a script that after they submit, it'll redirect them to a thank you page, which is great because then you can put a conversion goal on it or, you know, a Facebook pixel goal or track it as a conversion. Yeah as opposed to it just staying on the page, not being able to track it. So that's great. I've, I've tested that in HubSpot and WordPress, and it works really well. If you want it, contact Michael directly. Go to his site, Digital Sanctum. You'll find his contact details. Just say, oh, you heard about him on the show. Got this script. Could he have a copy? And, yeah, he'll send it to you. He'll also send you a little video on how to implement it. And, yeah, he's great. Do me a favour. I want so many people to contact him. They go, oh, damn it, I'll write a blog post about it. (laughs) should have a blog post about it. This is a great tip. Yeah, great tool. So shout out to Michael there. All right. And the quote of the week, Craig, it's from Beth Comstock. If failure isn't an option, then neither is success. And this is one of the slides that she had in her presentation. So have a think about that. It's a bit late for me, so I can't think. <laughs> you're doing really well. So, folks, we're recording this at like 11 p.m. tonight, and you've you've been up since three and jet lag and everything. You are doing really well. So, see the effort he puts in to, for you, listeners. <laughs> Thanks, Ian. Thanks, Craig. All right, bonus links of the week, Craig. Oh, yeah, a bunch there. Facebook newsfeed eradicator. Just another Chrome extension. Another Chrome extension. Oh, and finally, <laughs> thanks, Justin. Go Jumar. Stylify me. I know. What is this doing, Ian? How did you were using this before? That's right. So I was in this conundrum of trying to find the right styles for a customer I was working for on their website. And Justin, being the good soul that he is, said, let's try this out. And he went to stylifyme.com and I put the source site that I wanted to actually pick up the styles from. And it went through and got there entire like brand <laughs> colors and and fonts and well, fonts and yeah and those styles because quite often you're on a site yeah oh, i love the look of this exactly site. what fonts are they using bang this tool will sort it out for you there you go yeah so yeah thank you justin thank you justin go jamar all right craig it's been a full show and i'd love for people to actually take a screenshot of this episode and put down one thing they've learned and tag us it'll really help us make the show better Encourage you to join our Facebook group and to be a part of the community and learn more and help each other out. Like we love to say, it all makes for a great community. Well, Craig, until next time. Catch you later, Ian. Hey there. Thanks for listening to this episode of Hubshots. For show notes and the latest HubSpot news and tips, please visit us at hubshots.com.